0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey guys, welcome to this throwback episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Uh, Before we joined Buffalo Rumblings in 2018, we were just circling the wagons and had probably recorded about 50 or so standalone episodes. A bunch of them never made it to this feed, and with sports podcasts and the way that they go, and the fact that there's not a lot of replayability with older podcasts, I mean, who wants to listen to a recap of the Week 5 loss to the Bengals in 2017, right? But there are a couple of replayable episodes that we've re-released on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network, including the Christmas movie draft episode that we did with Mike and John. There was the Wonderlick test episode where Mike, John, and I took the Wonderlick and compared results. And now there's this draft day movie review episode. So I recorded this one with a good friend, Zach, that I had on to discuss quarterbacks like Josh Allen before the draft in 2018. And we had such uh, interesting thoughts on the movie uh, the draft day movie that, uh, after our draft talk episodes, we recorded the standalone one. And to be honest, I wasn't going to re-release it. That wasn't my plan, uh, this offseason. But I had Zach on again to preview the Bills 49ers game this past season. And, and I mentioned, uh, the last time I had you on, Zach, was to talk about the draft day movie. With Kevin Costner. And several of you messaged me right after that preview episode asking, where can I find this episode? How can I listen to this episode? Which I was really quite surprised. I didn't think it would get that much clout. But um, even in fact, one of our uh, most loyal listeners, uh, Miss Molly on Twitter, uh, she messaged us saying that she found it on Facebook. I forgot that we had it saved as a video, but it got me thinking that I should re release this episode again now that the draft is over now that it's peak off season and give you guys a chance to listen to our thoughts on that movie in 2014 now if you haven't seen the movie it's okay we go over it in great depth so you'll get our thoughts on the movie but if not you can obviously stop the podcast right now watch it then listen to our thoughts on it but honestly if you haven't watched it now it's been seven years you probably won't watch it at this point right so um there will be spoilers um there's not much to spoil it's not like it's a uh it's a suspenseful movie well it is a little bit i guess we'll we'll talk about that so without further ado the episode that nobody asked for besides like six of you guys the re-release of the Draft Day 2014 movie review
1: we're just going to hit this and be like this movie was terrible <laughs> for all the following reasons. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don
0: Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network because nobody circles a wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go, Bills.
1: Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the
0: Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion, most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey, sports movie fans, NFL Draft fans, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the Circling the Wagons podcast, the only podcast that thinks it's slightly inconvenient to bury your father's ashes the day of the NFL Draft. When you're the GM of an NFL franchise, I'm your host, Nate. Joined by my co-host, Zach Sheets. Zach, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing?
1: Not bad, Nate. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're talking about the movie Draft Day, the 2014 movie that came out. So tell a quick story. I know that you've seen this movie. There's a, there's a story that you have behind this movie. When did you see this movie for the first time?
1: Okay. So, when I saw the trailer for this movie, as big of a draft fan as I am, I was super hyped. Oh, I yeah. I was like, this is going to be awesome. I cannot wait until this comes it was, out.
0: It was, I think, the first movie that had the NFL's backing in it. I mean, you look back yeah. all the, like, any given Sunday, the, the, any of those yep. other, there was absolutely no reference to the NFL. This was the first NFL backed movie. Yep. It had, brought, it had Kevin Costner. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sports movies with Kevin Costner are gold. Everybody gold. knows that. Everyone knows that.
1: All right, so me and my three roommates go on a golf trip every year. This year, we were playing in Hawaii, and the movie came out. So we took one night, and we went to the theater. I was super jacked up, super hyped, ready to go, ready to watch this movie.
0: And it came out during draft, like around the draft yep. time. Like
1: yep, yeah. a couple weeks. We went to, yeah, we went in March. March so yeah, yeah, it was about a month before. Mm-hmm. Um. And we got in there, and I watched it, and as I was watching it, I was the guy in the theater that everybody hates. The guy in the theater that was not being quiet, that was literally almost booing at the screen. (laughs) Um, We'll get into this a little bit more down the line, but yeah, suffice it to say, it was not great.
0: Did you get any looks from people
1: in the audience. I mean, I'm sure I did. It was dark, so I couldn't see them, but <laughs> I'm sure I did.
0: Laughing at Tizer People. I don't understand why he's laughing. Why is he laughing at Oh
1: yeah. It was so bad that it was comical.
0: The Jaguars just traded I don't understand. Why would he laugh at that? That's that seems like an even trade. The love story between Kevin
1: Costner and Jennifer Garner is just amazing. I don't know why he's laughing at that.
0: Dude, so so my take on this movie is I think I saw it on Netflix after it came out. And I remember it coming out too i was I was jacked about it mm-hmm. you have you have first of all, this movie could have been so much not to give away our thoughts on this movie, but this movie
1: <laughs> I think I did that already
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't disagree with you at all. <laughs> no, no, Zach, it was okay no this I think this movie could have been so much. I mean, like we mentioned, it was the first movie that I've ever seen, you know, that includes, like, even the funny movies, like Necessary Roughness, other NFL movies. I, this was the first one that had the NFL's backing. It had, you know, Chris Berman. It had all these NFL personalities, NFL Network personalities. Adam Schefter, you know, it Kyber had... Kyper
1: McShay. Kiper
0: McShay. I mean, this... It had Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, sports movie legend Kevin Costner. Guy who's about Field of Dreams, Bull Durham, for the love of the game. I'd even put i'd even put tin cup in there funny movie <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. maybe maybe not on the same level of field of dreams but definitely better than this movie you know it had other great actors actresses uh jennifer garner um who's the guy that was uh the actor of black panther why can't i think of his name oh uh, chadwick boseman um you know there were a lot of fam- dennis leary was in it yep. he was the coach all, um, the, all the stars
1: were aligned for this to be a very very good movie for anybody who follows the draft like i like i do and i know like even football fans in general
0: even football it was ivan reitman was the director he's done a lot of good movies you know um it was it was just a turd (laughs) i i let's okay let's so let's start about so the beginning of the movie starts and kevin costner is a cleveland browns gm which, by the way, so so quick fact about this movie is the movie was originally centered around the Buffalo Bills instead of the Cleveland Browns, uh, but the studio changed it to the Browns because the production costs in Ohio were cheaper. And I know as a Bills fan, I know I was paying attention to this because before this movie came out, they were talking about a draft movie where Kevin Costner was going to be the GM of the Bills, and you're like, let's go. You know, this sounds amazing. And then it found out that they were going to do it in Cleveland because it costs... Uh, by by the way were there was was that whole movie it could have been shot in cleveland right i mean most of it took place in a building (laughs) like what what of cleveland was specific but so speaking of the beginning of the movie what are they doing in that abandoned water park that must have been in cleveland i guess but i mean
1: everybody knows day of the draft the gm meets with the owner of course they do of course. But not everybody knows that the Browns do it at an abandoned water park.
0: Abandoned water park. In April, mind you, this isn't summer. Oh, yeah. This is Ohio, Cleveland in April.
1: And there was no discussions, apparently, previously to what the, brand, the Browns' plan was going to be that day. The owner finally came to Kevin Costner, the GM, and said, Hey, I want you to make a splash today. He hadn't discussed this with him previously. previously. There, was no, there was no plan of action so that was my first like
0: yeah all that scouting you've done for the last year just throw it out the window today because this is what i'm i you know how you haven't been scouting the top quarterback because you didn't think he'd fall to you yeah well we'll now you have to do some a little bit of research so uh so the so the browns have the number six overall pick right correct and the gm of the seahawks calls he's like hey do you want this pick and the browns they're number one they're shot yeah exactly the seahawks have the number one overall pick they're shopping it they go they they call Kevin Costner hey do you want this pick it'll cost you this and this he's like nah i'm good they I-
1: asked for pick 6 a first rounder next year and a third rounder next year which it's not that terrible of a trade when you think about it no to jump from 6 to 1 to draft obviously your franchise quarterback.
0: No, that's that's it was actually one of the only the only trades there yep. that was offered that was pretty realistic. Kevin Costner
1: scoffs at it. Scoffs. He at says it. I'm not going to overpay. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And that's
0: the end of that. That's, and then And then he has a conversation with the owner at the abandoned water park yes, in Cleveland who says I want you to make a
1: splash and what that means is I want you to draft a quarterback. And you have to do it or else I'm going to fire you.
0: <laughs> you have to draft specifically Bo Callahan yes, as a quarterback. So, so then Kevin Costner reeling has to call Seattle. call Seattle back.
1: And basically the Seattle GM said, that deal's off the table. We live in a different world than we did <laughs> five minutes ago. Five
0: minutes ago when you called. Price
1: and, just went up. And the price went up. And they said, I want your – Next, your your number seven pick and your two first round picks, the year, the next year, and the year after that, and naturally Kevin Costner agrees because he likes his job as the Cleveland Browns GM.
0: Exactly, exactly. You know what? What bothers me. So you said it very correctly there, throughout the entire. Movie. They say you want three first round picks. Well, the first one doesn't really count because you're moving from six to one, so you're just swapping first round picks. Yes. So that doesn't really count as giving away because you're getting a first round pick. So if you're get, if you're losing three first round picks, you're technically getting one. So the the net loss is two.
1: Yeah. The language in this movie is it's, atrocious.
0: It's atrocious. It's like from people that have never really watch the draft so that's a common theme in all of this
1: they have no idea how the draft works
0: this movie is a hollywood movie that also just happens to be with a back backdrop of the nfl draft essentially right
1: yes which is incredible to me because the nfl gave its okay and it makes this process out to be super simplistic yes yes like the day this whole movie takes place the day of the draft so in one day. In one day. And there are so many things in this movie that happen months before that just – it doesn't seem that way when you watch the film.
0: Yeah. No, no. It doesn't. <laughs> There's, so, so Kevin Costner ends up giving up his picks. By the way, so we were talking about the abandoned water park. <laughs> <laughs> what, what why did they go there did, did he own it he make, kind of alluded to maybe he owned it or just just I, of all places why would not you do it in the office i'm sure his office is right down the off right down the hallway from the owner's office
1: I, like, I have no idea i have no answer to that
0: this has to be no i'm sorry this has to be offsite it has to be that was that was a hollywood oh, part absolutely. of it cuz
1: <laughs> like the GMs don't leave the office during this process. They oh, sleep there they overnight. Sleep it's exactly. a three-day process, and they sleep there along with all of their draft analysts and their and their scouts and their whole draft yep. room mm-hmm.
0: and the owner. The Seattle GM was sleeping overnight. Yes, he Kevin was. Costner was sleeping somewhere else <laughs> instead. Hey yo, hey yo. <laughs> shout, shout out to Jennifer Garner in the shout shower. <laughs> Probably one of the best parts of the movie, by the way. <laughs> so while they're at the abandoned water park, the owner says. Kevin Costner says, I got a quarterback. I don't need to draft a quarterback. I got Brian Drew. To which the owner says, well, he's a little weak in the knees.
1: <laughs> he got hurt last year. He hurt his knee, and that's why the guy says it. Like, like He has weak knees, so that's why he got hurt. We all know that. Have, that's you, have
0: you ever heard that football term tossed around? You're a big NFL fan. Have you ever heard weak in the knees of a player? I feel Absolutely not. Like- <laughs> it's like if a guy and if a guy does have a knee injury i mean i don't think he's more prone to knee injuries he just had one yeah so it's it's like he had a bad knee injury so he's going to get better that's what happens like if the guy was five and one and he was that good and he had a knee injury think think of the equivalent that's like deshaun watson i think deshaun watson went like five and one well like the the texans aren't thinking well we have to draft a quarterback this year (laughs) no they're (laughs)
1: like we can't wait for deshaun to get back yeah. And so we can z- win some games.
0: So we're going to draft every other player that we can best possible. Exactly. Yeah. Except the Browns <laughs> and Kevin Costner. So um, <laughs> one line, too, he says at the water park, which I wrote down was um, the owner. The owner says, the Cowboys have really great helmets. Like, what?
1: No. <laughs> like, like, the, <sighs> everything, about, everything about the beginning of this movie Drove me nuts, but it didn't hold a candle to the middle and the end.
0: Okay, all right, let's get to that. So <laughs> Kevin Costner makes the trade. Um, As Jennifer Garner, uh, who we find out is in charge of the salary cap, if they can afford the trade, <laughs> he after walks into he the room. After he makes it, he breaks the news to all of his scouts Everyone, all the coaches and everything, he's like, I made the trade from six to one, and they're like, Whoa, whoa, all right. Well, what'd you give up? And he's like, Three first round picks.
1: And they yeah. were like, Oh my god, you just, you just ruined, just ruined our it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ted, Dennis Leary wants to quit.
1: And <laughs> that's also a common theme in the movie. Yeah, yeah. He wants to quit. Very
0: he just took the job literally this yeah. season. It's <laughs>
1: so he walks in and he gets on the board and he says, Okay, we're gonna draft Bo. Bo is our guy. He's our franchise quarterback. We're going to get him. Now let's look at some film. (laughs) Let's look at some film and see if we can find any negatives on this guy that I just mortgaged all of our futures to go get because we haven't done that previously. We haven't
0: done that previously. And he's like, we haven't done that because I didn't think you'd fall on him. That's my fault. Oh, okay. (laughs) There are literally scouts
1: looking at film and going to games For every single top prospect, every single year, for every single team, yeah, they don't just fly by the seat of their pants and just decide not to watch the guy, especially not the number one pick in this draft. It is incredible.
0: Guys fall. I mean, that's the way the NFL draft is. If you've ever followed it, guys that you would never think fall. Brady Quinn was supposed to go possibly number one overall, and he slid to bottom 20s, Cleveland. (laughs) So... (laughs) It happens all the time. If you're at pick six, or where were they? Pick six or pick seven. Yeah, pick six. You have to at least know your top six or seven players. You know, like it's it's just so for you to not think that those guys would even fall there, I mean, he should be in your top six or seven. You should know him like yeah. the, the back of your hand. I mean, you should know way more than that. I'm not just saying just Absolutely. that. It's but you should have six guys you're in love with. But anyway, so till so now, now they're going to start doing some, some, yeah, some, analysis homework on on this guy. Yeah, some homework on this guy. They're going to call his college football coach,
1: which always happens the day of the draft,
0: <laughs> which always happens. Oh, speaking of the day of the draft, um, NFL draft prospects seem to call Sonny a lot. And just to say, hey, you going to draft me or not? I mean, that seems to be a common theme. They don't have their agents do it; they only call them themselves. If you
1: don't draft me, I will fall into the teens, and I can't take a late teens paycheck. I think was the exact quote
0: from Vontae Mack. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can't take a late teens. Yeah. yeah, which I, it, the whole process,
1: I I don't understand.
0: Which you can't take a late teens paycheck, which which is what at least two to three million a year.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Minimum, it's like. This whole it, it makes a mockery of the whole process. Yes, and I think that that's what sits the worst with me on this whole thing is because the NFL gave it's okay. Mm-hmm. Why did the NFL give it's okay to this movie when it makes the entire scouting process, the process of the draft, negotiating, bargaining, just just complete like a, almost a complete joke, like a like a couple day process, and like we're good. I, I, yeah, like know. they haven't
0: figured it out from months in advance and figured all that. And, and they made it, these guys, they're sharks. They need to do what's best for their team. So they don't care who their friends are. They don't care, you know, their their draft prospects. I mean, they're just a way for them to get to the next level. They're, they're not their friends. They're not doling out. Kevin Costner's doling out life advice all the time, these draft prospects. <laughs> hey, enjoy the day. You only get drafted once. I think you said at least five times. Yep. You know, once,
1: once to Arian Foster, who yeah, appears in this movie.
0: Arian Foster, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> who's the son of Terry Crews, which is another big name actor that we forgot to mention. Yeah, That's we forgot to mention
0: that. Yep, yep. Uh, Arian Foster eventually gets drafted by the Browns. So, so yeah. Um. <laughs> so they're going back and forth. They're they're talking to
1: Bo's coach. They're doing all their homework. They call Bo's coach.
0: Yep, yep. And. One of the scouts. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Go ahead.
1: Uh, one of the scouts finds out that nobody came to this Bo Callahan's birthday party. 21st birthday 21st party. 21st birthday party. At the
0: University of Wisconsin, yeah.
1: So basically, he didn't have any friends. And yeah. like, that was a red flag to them that they found out about two hours before the draft starts. Yes, roughly two hours. And so that makes Kevin Costner pause and think. Maybe I don't want to take this quarterback with the first overall pick.
0: <laughs> because his teammates may or may not have come to his twenty first birthday party. Even though the guy's got eye-popping stats, he's an amazing prospect. But it and that, that, <laughs> Sorry. No. That
1: no. was a that was a huge red flag for them. So then once Kevin Costner Gets off the phone with this other prospect that calls him, Vontae Mack. Vontae Mack says that this quarterback is a fraud, basically. yeah, He's not as good as everybody says he is. And he says, watch the film when I played against them. Mm -hmm. Which, everybody knows that when you go into the draft and you have the number one prospect playing against another top ten prospect, one on offense and one on defense... You don't generally watch that game until the day of the draft, right?
0: <laughs> no. no, no. Why would you want to watch them against good competition? No, no. So then they put on the tape
1: in the war room, and which, s- which
0: by the way, they were going to draft Vontae Mack. Yes. So they should have known that game for sure. Obviously. They should have seen Vontae Mack have four sacks in that game. By the way, was Vontae Mack a middle linebacker? Yes. What kind of middle linebackers four sacks in a they game? They just blitzed them. They just blitzed <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah. So, so they p- turn on this film. They watch it. Vontae Mack sacks the quarterback. The play after the quarterback gets sacked, he's super jumpy, and he just doesn't complete any passes. And so that makes another like thought in Kevin Costner's head. Maybe Vontae was right, and this quarterback is a joke, and he is a bust, so maybe I shouldn't draft him.
0: But Bo Callahan actually had a really good game that game, but it was after Vontae Mack left the game because he was ejected. Why, Zach?
1: Because he had a pick six. He took the ball, and he handed it to his sister in the crowd. And the referee threw a flag on him, and he lost it. And he gave the ball to his sister, who had cancer, and who died about six months after this game happened. And he got thrown out of the game, and then Bo ended up coming back and winning that game in overtime.
0: an and, amazing game and, after that. Yeah. And then... <laughs>
1: Nobody apparently in that Browns war room knew that Vontae got thrown out of that game. <laughs> they didn't even know. They didn't even know. They didn't know why. They, did. they said, oh, look at him hot-dogging and giving the ball to some girl in the Some stands. girl in the
0: The girl who has like a head wrap. It yeah. wasn't like some hottie, some smoke show that just like some co-ed in the... No. It was it was a woman with a headdress like someone with a head cancer. I, and it's just... That was a very Hollywood moment, which I got to be honest, I didn't mind that moment. That kind of like uh, made me feel because he was talking about his nephews. He was driving his nephews around. And at first, you're just like – he's like, I got to get a paycheck for my nephews. So I I personally, I kind of like that, that moment. It made you feel for Vontae Mack a little bit.
1: Yeah. At this point, I'm on my feet in the theater, <laughs> like throwing popcorn at the screen, like booing my head off because this is just – it's incredible. It's incredible to me that – That nobody knew. Like, this was the prospect that they were trying to take with their first-round pick, and nobody watched this game.
0: Nobody watched this game. This this important game. So then we finally... (laughs) But it's funny because they were watching it, for Von, they weren't watching it for Bo Callien before. They, were, they would have They're, been watching it for Vontae Mack, and they missed all yeah, of this. they missed the whole thing. There was no like, red flag for personality or anything like that. Like this, would wasn't, be.
1: this wasn't a celebration for some tackle. This was a pick six. This was a game-changing play, and they had no idea that it happened. <laughs> no it was idea. incredible. No so, idea. So finally, Kevin Costner has his mom get to the facility, and they want to do a funeral. For Sonny's dad, who had just passed away, and
0: they, a, week before, a, week, a week before, a week
1: before the draft, and they wanted to take the entire war room out of the war room the day of the draft, go to the middle of this practice field, and spread the spread uh, Sonny's dad's ashes. This just is
0: so. Let's let's back up about okay, that. Let me ahead. let's set up the scene. So, go ahead. so um, Kevin Costner just gets back from that whole film study session. He walks into his office and he sees his mom waiting there, which is fine. Whatever, it's his mom, you know, it's his mother. Whatever. They want to talk about the will. The other woman that's in the office, that's roughly about Kevin Costner's age, you figure is probably his sister, because they were talking about reading their father's will, which Kevin Costner missed. They were reading his father's will, and one of his, one of the things that he stipulations of the will was for his ashes to be buried on Sunny Weaver field which was named after his father and which makes total sense that makes total sense absolutely what doesn't make sense is that woman standing, sitting there is not his is not his sister it's his ex-wife <laughs> so we just had to meet his ex-wife somehow in this movie so why wouldn't his ex-wife be at the reading of his father's will. Of course she is. Of course she is. Well, why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't my ex-girlfriend be at my wedding? You know, like, well, what sense does that make?
1: <laughs> no, zero. There was no, a, uh, a completely Hollywood put-in. Put-in? Yeah. That, this whole part was completely Hollywood. The, it
0: was, it was just so. So of course he says no, not today. He throws his computer in the wall. Which can anyone blame him? If you were the mother of Kevin Costner and your husband was the coach, I think you would have some sort of ability to grasp the sacredness of draft day and even maybe the draft weekend, and wait until after. 100%. 100%. You would know that. And it's not like he died yesterday. The guy's been dead for a week. He ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Those ashes aren't.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there's almost no family contact for any GMs or any of the war <laughs> yeah. room guys for this entire weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah. So no, no. Be- I think, and I'm pretty sure the family understands because, hey, guess what?
1: This is my job. Yeah. This is the one week of the year. The one weekend of the year that my job needs my full undivided attention without any distractions. and:
0: And any distraction could change our future as a family, financially? Yep. you know,
1: risk-wise. If we don't get this right, we're going to get fired.
0: Yeah. And I would say spreading
1: your father's ashes is a distraction. A it's minor one.
0: Just a minor one. <laughs> OK, so we picked up the uh, the ashes being buried in midfield for Kevin Costner's father, who he fired, by the way, which is a very Hollywood way of firing him. It wasn't because he wasn't that good. He fired his father. Kevin Costner fired his father a year or two prior because... His
1: mom asked him to. His
0: mom asked him to. Yeah.
1: So she could spend some time with him away from football.
0: Away from football with a few years that he had left. Apparently not many years. No. It was very very (laughs) close to the end. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Uh, So, okay, so... So Costner calls up. By the way, we were talking about Vontae Mack. He has the most ridiculous phone case, right? So have you ever seen somebody with a brass knuckles phone case? I mean, what was that? Really, never,
1: never in my life. But really, that's I mean, about right. For that's
0: this. about right. Yeah, I thought that was a little a little much. But <laughs> go with that. What are you going to punch someone and make a phone call? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, and that's not even the kind of guy he was. First of all, they weren't like he wasn't like a thug. No, he was just a normal guy. If anything, he was actually like a like a guy, a sympathetic character. Of anything. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, so after Costner had made the trade with the Seattle G- GM, he calls him up after the trade and asks him, why were you willing to give away that first-round pick? What do you, what's wrong with Bo Kelly? If,
1: if this quarterback is such a surefire guy. Yeah, well, what's... Why did you move your pick like GMs do? <laughs> like GMs,
0: yeah. They just give away they, – they completely – They give away all their they secrets. Away, yeah, and... they, yeah. <laughs> that's one thing that's completely missed on this movie entirely is that GMs are poker players. They don't give away their hand, and they don't tell them anything more than they absolutely need to. So they would never say why they didn't do it. And that happens a couple of times. That happens later. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. But that happens with the Jacksonville GM and Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. So Costner then calls up the Wisconsin head coach. I don't even know the name of the actor, but I love him. He's awesome. And he just is the biggest prick to Kevin Costner. <laughs> and I loved it. And he's like, You mean to tell me that you're gonna, you're not gonna pick up the surest prospect in the draft? Because no one showed up to his birthday party. He's like, maybe one of the reasons why the cops didn't have any of their names is because they have respect for Wisconsin football players, and they don't want to see any of their guys get hurt over something stupid. Like, what what was the reason why the cops even showed up to the birthday party? Because the cash register...
1: Yeah, the cash register, like, one missing. Oh, the there restaurant was yeah,
0: was got robbed or whatever, yeah. so the police just basically kept everyone. And that was the whole thing. None of the players were on the list of uh, names questioned by the uh, police. And so the guy pretty much puts Kevin Costner right in his place.
1: <laughs> he basically said, stop bothering me stop with this bothering me with stuff. That. And then
0: Kevin Costner's like, oh, yeah, that was really dumb. Oh. Um, so then the, the scout that brought up the restaurant, Bo Callahan not having any friends, comes to Kevin Costner again. He's like, I got something more for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he talks about a, a playbook that it was like a sample playbook that all teams – asked um all the prospects to learn and they taped a the $100 bill to the back of the playbook and so when they brought the playbook back in and the prospects were getting questioned by the team the team would bring up this $100 and a team, the the player would be like oh yeah like he he go or yeah that was a good one like ha ha ha
0: yeah or or they would like or, or it was a test to see if they even looked through the playbook yeah, if they, to if get they to the $100 the bill tank. Right? Yeah. If they finished the whole playbook. Because if they didn't even read through the playbook, which which is very possible, then they wouldn't have seen the hundred dollar bill. So in that case, they would ask them about that and they would either yeah, they would say, Oh yeah, sorry, I didn't even look at it. They would admit it. Yeah. Or whatever. And then
1: one quarterback lied.
0: One quarterback lied and it's,
1: basically said, Oh, like haha, yeah, that's that's a good good one, guys. And that w- that guy was Bo Callahan.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they caught him in, like, two lies, yeah, right? Yeah, they, they
1: caught him in two different lies, and then... He was the only he, player
0: to ever do that. He
1: was, like, he had the balls to, like, lie on top of his first lie. Yeah. And then...
0: Like, he's the, like, yeah, yeah, good one. And then he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, or yeah, something like that. yeah. I forget and, exactly um, what
1: it was. Then the same guy who tells Kevin Costner about Bo and the $100 bill also says they also had one other really weird... Really weird um, reaction to the $100 bill, and it was Brian Drew, and he mailed the $100 bill back to the team that offered it, or that whose playbook it was, and said, um, save this for when I win you the Super Bowl. Yeah. And that was a whole... A whole Hollywood moment
0: too. The whole Hollywood moment. The that. quarterback. The 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 grizzled vet. The coming off an injury, best shape of his entire life. Squad in four hundred. Bench in two fifty <laughs> fifty times or whatever it was. You know the the actor from Smallville, right? Superman from Smallville. Yep. And uh, yeah, he was he was another another moment. Um, so let me ask you a question. So I I didn't like this movie overall, but some of these moments that were Hollywood moments, I. Kind of got into a little bit like like i loved I love the idea of of the guy that's currently on the roster the the underdog guy, the guy that everyone wants to move on from and get the young new shiny quarterback he had this amazing story and this and that, and then you know the thing about Vontae's you know sister having cancer like those are yeah. i I dug that a little bit i got to be honest, would you have liked that if the movie was more realistic? NFL-wise and draft-wise, would you have liked those parts, and would it have just enhanced the movie for you?
1: I think that it would have added a little bit to it for me, but
0: I I don't know. Would you rather have had a movie that didn't have any of that crap? Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I,
1: I was fully on board with this being a movie about the draft and the process, And it turned out to not be that.
0: More like Moneyball where it was just mostly – even Moneyball. I thought one of the most uninteresting parts of Moneyball was the backstory of of the the relationship with his daughters. Yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible (laughs) and it just detracted away from the story. Whereas I feel like this this movie was an in-between of like, hey, you want to have the feels and we want to make this a real NFL movie and it didn't do good at either. Whereas, like, you got to go all in on one. Don't do anything about the intricacies of the draft and then just make it a full Hollywood or make it full, you know, Moneyball version of the draft and leave out all that crap, you know, that that was just made for Hollywood. Some
1: some of the Hollywood stuff added a little bit to it, backstory-wise, like the Vontae story. That was fine.
0: I mean, And there are some stories like that in the actual draft.
1: But let's just say the relationship between – Jennifer Garner and Kevin Costner didn't need to happen. No. At all.
0: They didn't enhance the story whatsoever. Nope.
1: And um, the whole Daz Ashes thing, that didn't need to happen in nope. my opinion. No. Nope. Um, so, I mean, when it comes to the backstory of the prospects, sure. But apart from that, I could have done without it.
0: Yeah, you literally could have gotten rid of all of that. Every everything, him him. All of a he was gonna have a baby with Jennifer. What? Did, why was that important?
1: You might as well tell me that the day the day of the draft. Yeah, exactly. You couldn't this save is, that for tomorrow. No,
0: no, you have to know today. Jesus. <laughs> so you got. We'll get to. We'll get to Jesus later. By the way, okay, that's going to be an important part later in this <laughs> in this podcast. Believe it or not. So, um, so okay, we got to. Um, the $100 bill in the playbook. So we see Bo Callahan has some character issues, possibly. The Chiefs call up trying to trade for Brian Drew. So all of a sudden, Kev Gosner's like, Oh, you want Brian Drew, huh? Maybe that means that he's uh, actually a good quarterback. If guys are, what do you want for him? You know, this and that. The Bills are trying to trade up for the number one pick. Um, they're willing to trade players and picks, you know, to get um, to the number one spot to get Bo Callahan. And by the way, so I'm a Bills fan and. Um, this is just a side note as a Bills fan. Uh, they showed Russ Brandon in that... in that, And he's, at the time, I think he was the Bills... Uh, president, I think he still is the Bills president I think of Bob's. he still is. And around the time when Rex Ryan got fired, just not far after this movie came out, there was a lot of backlash. The Bills got rid of their GM, they got rid of their coach, but Russ Brandon stayed. And you keep on thinking of, like, why, why would they want him to... Because he was there the entire... You know extent of the drought, and I can't help but think I'm watching this movie, and he's in it trying to make a deal, and I can't help but think of how many people Bills fans in particular saw this movie, and they're like, "Here's this jerk, you know, trying to make trades. He's obviously part of the front office making decisions. He needs to be he needs to be fired along with Rex Ryan." (laughs) So, like subconsciously, I'm thinking this is a Bills fan, and I'm like, "Yeah, he's (laughs) he wanted to be part of this movie." You know, because the yeah. other guys were actors, really, for the most part. He was the only actual Bill's front office exec. And so anyway, I just it. it's like an aside. <laughs> I could see Bill's fans. I was thinking that. I'm like, fire this dude. Anyway, um, uh, so... Um, another thing that, that was not realistic whatsoever is Roger Goodell did not get booed when he when he came on stage for the beginning of the of the NFL draft. If if you guys ever watch the NFL draft and you watch it this year or next year or any previous year, Roger Goodell always gets booed, even at the very beginning of the draft, even though people are psyched about the draft, people love the NFL draft, he will get booed nonstop.
1: Every pick of the entire first round. He comes out and announces it, and every pick he gets booed. It is one of my favorite parts. I enjoy it immensely.
0: Immensely, it's. <laughs> I get excited just thinking about how it's going to happen in a few weeks,
1: <laughs> and <laughs> for that not to happen,
0: it was infuriating. It was. To me. It was just like it was like the NFL is like, yeah, let's not let's not make it so realistic. Yeah, you know, let's, let's not
1: uh, show our commissioner in a negative connotation
0: <laughs> people that watch the NFL know that that's a complete lie that's not <laughs> how it works but you know for people that don't watch football which we'll get to later uh, probably thought oh yeah this is normal you got to understand what's even funnier about the commissioner getting booed is that everyone at the NFL draft paid a ton of money to get to the NFL draft and they're all huge football fans <laughs> I mean these are the biggest football fans ever and they're booing the guy that represents the entire football league <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's God. like it's like getting tickets to the State of the Union address and, and then booing just the booing president. the president every time he <laughs> yeah. talks. Like, oh, man, I can't wait to go to the Boo! <laughs> oh. I Why is it, do you think, that the, the commissioner gets booed? Is it just because he's what represents the owners and the fans don't really appreciate the owners? Or what? I don't think it's they, the owners at all. Okay.
1: I honestly believe that nobody likes Roger Goodell. I really don't. The only <laughs> people that like Roger Goodell are the owners and possibly the family of Roger Goodell. Maybe, maybe he is their puppet. Yeah. He is the puppet of the owners. And as long as he's there, the owners are going to still keep making money hand over fist and everybody hates him for it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cause he can't figure out what, what, what a catch is. Oh God. And uh, anyway, we won't get into that. We'll we'll stick to the movie, (laughs) stick to the draft day movie. Um,
1: so the draft night is about to start. About, about to start. Yeah.
0: Uh, Roger Goodell comes up, doesn't get booed, announces the, the Cleveland Browns are on the clock, right? Yes. So the clock starts. Ten minutes, ticking. 9.59, 9.58, 9.57. And all of a sudden, the, the Browns just went on the clock, and the announcers are talking about their pick not being in on time. Yep. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, within seconds. Like, usually that doesn't happen until, like, it's a minute left, and they're ticking down. If that if it yeah, ever happens. Yeah.
1: Also, Sonny is not in the draft room. He's not in the draft room. He's in his own office just kinda chilling, <laughs> taking stock of what's going on and yeah, we're on the clock. We have ten minutes to make a life altering pick. And I'm not even gonna be in the room with any of my guys. Why
0: why would I be there to make any last minute discussions? Nope.
1: It's uh then the pick comes in. Pick comes in. And wait, wait,
0: wait. Dun, 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 dun. Pick is in. Who did the Browns select with their number one overall pick, Zach? The
1: number one overall pick that the Cleveland Browns selected in the draft after trading up from number six to number one and giving up three first round or two first-round picks and swapping firsts, Vontae Mack, middle linebacker, Ohio State. So he drafted the guy that he was going to draft – originally before he gave up all those picks to go to one at one instead of just waiting to draft him
0: at six and, and giving up no picks and
1: giving up no picks and he drafted a middle linebacker first overall which will never ever
0: ever 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 happen has the, never happened the, I, as far as i know in the history of the world the, the best world. middle linebackers i think that what top 10 maybe like Luke Keekly, yeah. probably the best linebacker in the league right now. Was he 10, 12? <laughs> he was yeah. not number 1 overall. No. It's no. um Ray Lewis wasn't even no, number was top drafted 10. He was like in bottom of the first 6 I yeah. want to say. Yeah, I think they said it in the movie. They he was did. in the movie. They did. they did. And yeah, it was like 26. Exactly. Um, Middle well, linebacker never. No.
1: So Kevin Costner calls his pick in from his own office. Then he goes down to the draft room after it gets announced and the entire draft room is just losing their shit. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, um <laughs> they were losing it. They said they can't believe they can't believe he gave up this much to draft the middle linebacker, and the coach is losing it. We don't have a future anymore. I, I quit. quit. <laughs> I quit. and then um a piece of paper like falls out of Sonny's pocket. And it says, Vontae Mack, no matter what, that he wrote down <laughs> he wrote at the earlier, beginning of this yep. movie in his house. Mm-hmm. So before he made that trade.
0: Oh, after he found out he had a baby. Yes. He was going to have a baby. Yeah. yeah, at Jennifer Garner's house, in her kitchen, <sighs> Vontae Mack, no matter what. Folded so that, it up.
1: that was his plan. This he was going to do that the whole time. He had a plan.
0: And then, oh, he stuck to the plan at least. He stuck to the plan <laughs> and gave up all their future. Draft gave up hits. their entire
1: future and got the owner. The owner is it's pissed. pissed. So oh, he yeah. was at Radio City in New York, in New York, ready to hand Bo Callahan his number one overall jersey for the Browns. Sonny drafts Vontae Mack, and the owner just bails. He just gets on a plane and flies directly to Cleveland to. I'll see you in an hour. Yeah, what we assume is to just fire. Sonny immediately. Yeah. And then what happens
0: next? Okay, so so I know what's gonna happen next, and this is one of the best parts of the movie, but let's back up why they didn't draft Bo Callahan. He called Kevin Costner calls up Bo Callahan <laughs> in The green was it the green room the war what do they call that yeah in the green room in the back yep so a lot of NFL prospects rookie prospects uh, stay in the back area where especially if they're expected to be drafted early with their families with their families they sit there yep with their agents Um, you know when they get picked they big hugs all around smiles and everything like that it's a big it's a big put on by the NFL to you know show these guys getting drafted but um, he calls up Bo. Which – who? who's Bo's agent, by the way? P. Diddy, obviously. <laughs> obviously. He is the
1: premier representation of all NFL talent. Everybody knows that. Everyone
0: knows that. Perfect for this role, right? Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, he calls up Bo Callahan, talks to him, and he says, why wasn't <laughs> – even though he knows the answer to this and it was not a big deal, he asks him again, why wasn't anybody at your birthday party, son? To which you just have to like I, – I feel like I just – even though we didn't watch a movie together, you and I, yeah, I feel like there was a collective eye roll at that part. Like, oh, bro, you're going to keep talking about this <laughs> stupid birthday party again? And Bo Calhoun's response, to be honest, I don't really remember much of that night, I sir. I was too drunk. I was too drunk. And then he gets off the phone. He's like, good luck, son. You only get drafted once. Like, whatever. You only get drafted once. Yeah. For God's sake. For the eighth time he said it in this movie. <laughs> and... And again, there's no enlightening part of that conversation that should sway your decision making one way or another. He was a 21 year old that probably got drunk on his birthday. Who gives a shit?
1: Every 21 year old does. Everyone, it's-
0: exactly, exactly. So again, so then he makes the pick for Vontae Mack based off of what? What, what? what? Why was that? Did that conversation even need to be made? And then, but so so then what happens is Bo Callahan starts dropping. He starts falling. Starts falling down the draft board. He falls down number two, number three, number four. Number four. No, doesn't
1: pick him. And everybody's wondering why he's not getting picked. You got who? Where does Jacksonville pick? Jacksonville six. picked at six. Okay. Six.
0: Denver has. Denver has five. Denver has five.
1: Which they have five in this draft, too. So that's pretty cool. But <laughs> yeah. Um, so Denver has an all pro quarterback. So they don't go. Um. Callahan either so then Sonny
0: but before before the Broncos make their pick Sonny calls up Sonny calls up the, the GM from Jacksonville
1: who owned the sixth pick yeah and knowing
0: that the Broncos aren't going to pick one because yes. they have an all-star quarterback
1: and starts tossing out offers for the sixth pick yeah and the
0: Jaguars GM is a bumbling idiot
1: right yeah they portray him as the dumbest person in the entire movie yeah which
0: you wouldn't want him you running
1: don't, you don't get a GM job When you're a moron. You
0: wouldn't want him running a warehouse at a very small factory, much less an entire NFL You don't want him
1: running a concession stand at your stadium. They make him out to be the dumbest person ever.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so
1: Sonny calls him, and he starts offering them trades for the number six pick. Well, everybody knows they don't have any first-round picks anymore. They're all gone. gone. He traded them all away. So then he starts offering them number two picks, and he says, I'll give you two number two picks for the sixth pick overall. And the Jacksonville GM delivers probably the most iconic line of the movie for me, was, oh, okay, Sonny, yeah, what am I, a jerk? (laughs) <laughs> he said that in the theater and i just lost it i was just like i'm done yeah I'm out. yeah I i'm know. out on this i know
0: i know and if this was a real movie he'd be swearing oh he was yeah like, what do you think i'm a bleeping oh and, yeah and
1: so he declines that offer and then he's all over the place because they apparently don't have a draft board in jacksonville they don't have no. They don't no. So he has no idea who he's picking, and he's almost on the clock. So he's kind of scrambling, and he ends up asking Sonny, "What is the best offer that you can make me?" Which that's not because, a, because that's not a good negotiation Sonny's, tactic.
0: Sonny's biggest selling point to this guy was this Jaguars GM was. If you give me this pick, you won't have to make this pick and you'll get some picks. You'll, you'll look get to like regroup. A G- you'll get to regroup. You won't have to think till the next round to which every GM cuz cuz apparently the GM only had five prospects in mind figuring Bo Callahan would be gone, so That's it. So why would you think past that? <laughs> he was not ready for you know the 6th pick with uh Bo Callahan still being on there. So
1: <laughs> and another very funny line is when they're on the phone, the Jacksonville GM and Sonny that they- Sonny goes, every year, somebody comes out of this looking like a donkey, and I think that it might be you if you don't make this trade. Meanwhile, in my head, I go, you just traded three first-round picks for a middle linebacker, you bozo.
0: You would know, if anyone would you're, know what
1: a donkey is, you're the donkey. you the donkey. And <laughs> no matter
0: what you do, you're still the donkey.
1: <laughs> so... Okay, so they they end up settling.
0: Realizing he knows what a donkey looks like, he's trying to make somebody else look like a worse donkey. Oh,
1: God. So they end up settling the the Browns trade three second-round picks for the number six overall pick in the draft. Yes. And then that deal gets made. Everybody in Jacksonville celebrates for some reason, which is baffling. And then Sonny calls the GM from the Seahawks again.
0: Mm-hmm. And wait, the, wait, wait! Um, let me stop you right there. God. Before we get out of the Jaguars trade, <laughs> so if we're talking NFL draft value charts, I know we don't have the numbers right in front of us. Yeah, but future second round picks are basically third round picks, right? Because Correct. because if it's a second this year, because it's just like a future pick isn't worth as much as yep. one. I have it's like two in the hand equal one in the hand equals two in the bush or yeah, whatever. Right? You
1: don't know the value of what they're going to be.
0: Exactly. So it's actually worth less. So they're basically like three third round picks almost
1: uh, one second. Cause it's this year's second. Oh yeah. This year's, yeah, second, this and then year's two, second. And then two thirds. Whereas
0: basically. like a number six overall pick is worth a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> As we see in any draft trade, it, it just would never work this, this year with the Colts and the jets. Okay. They swapped first round picks, but the, uh, the Browns couldn't do that. Cause they, they already used their first round pick. Yep. And then they also got two future second round or two seconds this year. And then a future second next year. Yep. I mean, that's, infinitely better than what way better the Jaguars got. Way better. Uh the Jaguars lost in that trade tremendously.
1: But um, everybody celebrated in their draft room like yeah, they won. Yeah
0: yeah. And because to the because people that don't pay attention to the NFL, more draft picks is obviously better than less draft
1: picks. Yeah, they are not <laughs> informed. It's and like they don't know the value of what they're talking about. Yeah.
0: If you were to look at I, I want to say I don't know off the top of my head. I want to say that if you were to look at a draft value chart, quote unquote, the six pick is worth, I want to say like eighteen hundred or something like eighteen hundred points or something like that. And the highest a second round pick worth is worth is like four hundred. Or something like that.
1: Yeah, It's not even remotely close.
0: It's not even close. And you're talking futures, like ones, you know, so it's worth even less. (laughs) And that's like if you have a top of the second round. I mean, it gets even, it goes down to like 200 points. So it would take like eight picks, eight second round picks to equal the sixth overall pick. Anyway. So pretty much, so now
1: Cleveland has the sixth overall pick. And Sonny calls the GM from Seattle. And... The Seattle War Room is going nuts. They're celebrating. The guy that they wanted at one is falling. They already have two extra years of first round picks from the Browns, and they still might get the guy they were going to take at one at seven.
0: Because they don't think Cleveland is going to take him. No, you know, Kevin because, Costner's not taking Bo Callahan now.
1: No, they they think that the Jacksonville guy. Mm-hmm. The ja- Jacksonville still had oh, the pick.
0: That's right. They think yeah. Jacksonville's yeah
1: and he said because that kid was a rookie gm that he was going to screw it all up or something like that that would be possible. Yeah. And so now Costner calls down there and he goes, "No, I have the pick. I just made a trade with the Jags." And then pretty much all hell breaks loose. Um <laughs> they go back and forth with trade offers. Uh it's very hilarious because Kevin Costner uses the uh we live in a different world than we did five minutes ago <laughs> five minutes ago, yep the line now, back and then yep. he switches it up and so basically what ends up happening is Kevin Costner demands to move f- 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 that Seattle give him all three of his first round picks back yeah to move from or all two of his first round picks plus the seven pick mm-hmm. to move from seven to six, six
0: to move one spot.
1: absurd absurd value ridiculous would never ever 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 happen
0: and so in this whole thing like this can't be lost on us i have to bring this up this whole thing like the beginning of this movie which was literally 10 hours earlier eight hours (laughs) earlier maybe he kevin costner is a bumbling idiot when it comes to negotiating and getting fixed the end of this movie at this point he's almost Donald Trump out of the deal sort of negotiator. I mean, he is boiler room, you know, make, he is Wolf of wall street at this point. I mean, Uh, eight hours ago he couldn't, you know, negotiate to save his life. Now he is demanding all of his picks back. He's got the guy, you know, by the balls. He's, he he is, he is the best negotiator that's known to mankind.
1: (laughs) And so, so he gets Seattle to, to agree to give him all three of his first-round picks back to swap seven and six so that Seattle can draft Bo Callahan. And then he puts the guy on pause and says, what else do we need? And his entire draft room of the smartest football minds in Cleveland come up, they could say any player.
0: Any player on the roster. And they say, David Putney. David Putney. Who is a punt returner. <laughs> David effing David
1: goddamn Putney. And so then Sonny comes back on the phone and says, I want all three of my picks back and David goddamn Putney because I feel like it. And everybody was like, oh, we got him. Oh, he got him. Yeah. That's incredible. And then Seattle agrees for some ridiculous reason. Yeah. Seattle takes Bo Callahan at six, and then like the feel good story, yeah, another yeah. one of them is Ray Jennings, who is a running back. His dad used to play for the Browns. Yep, he was a Browns legend, and now Ray Jennings, aka Arian Foster, mm-hmm. gets drafted to the Browns. The Browns get all their first round picks. Which back. Dennis
0: Leary, the coach, really wanted. He wanted he wanted what was his Ray name? Jennings. Ray Jennings. Yeah. He wanted Ray Jennings really bad for his offense as a running yes. back. So so he gets he gets what he wants. So he doesn't want to quit now. Costner they gets get, what he wants. Costner gets what he and Vontae Mack. Mac, and Mack. and all their draft picks back.
1: Happily ever after. Except for, their except for the except for seconds for the next three years. Because Jacksonville's got that. Jacksonville's
0: got that. <laughs> so so for those that don't know football. If you're on the outside looking in, you think that's a great deal. Oh, they got a punt returner, but everyone knows that a punt returner is unless you have the best one in history. Dante they're basically, they're useless. Yeah, I mean they're they're special teams players, which is like what? So you're gonna use them for five, six times a game? Like, you know, as opposed they, to like a wide receiver who's on the play on the field half the game. No, let's said, get a punt returner.
1: They could have said any position, any position. They could have said any player. And they came up with a punt returner as a group. Give and everybody a, was like, yes. Give me a
0: safety. A, give me a guard. Anyone but a, a punt great, returner. A
1: great idea. Great the, idea. The war room was like,
0: oh, that's oh, awesome. Sh- Let's do it. They might, as, they might as well have said long snapper. You want, <laughs> we'll yeah. take your long snapper from you. It uh, was just. Uh, it was, and then the, and then they, they
1: draft uh, Ray Jennings. They have this party, the draft party that most teams do still have. Uh Yeah. They introduce both players, and then the close of the movie is the Browns with Vontae Mack and Ray Jennings in the middle, because yeah. everybody knows the rookies lead the team
0: uh, every time. Only and... only rookies, <laughs> not 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 the thirty year old guys that have been in the league no, for ten years. No, and they're the rookies getting- only.
1: Pumped, up in, pumped tunnel, up in the tunnel, and they run out onto the field.
0: With Brian Drew. With Brian Drew as the, the quarterback.
1: quarterback. Ray Jennings as their running back. Montana Mac is their middle linebacker of the future. And everybody lives happily ever after. And we all know the ending to that story. The Browns go 2-14 and 14 and have the number one pick, <laughs> the in, road pick in, every, in the NFL the,
0: the draft the next year. Every year, year for, the, for the next 10 years. <laughs> it was probably— oh, oh, don't not just the ending. Kevin Costner and Jennifer Garner. Oh, yeah. Make sure to let their mom know that they're a thing for sure, and that they're going to have a baby, which she can't wait to be a grandmother at, what, 90? Like, yep. yep. It's the best time
1: to be. <laughs> she was roughly 400 years old, and she was thrilled. The news, the news made her so happy. It could have been better. Yeah. Just one last Hollywood ending for this movie. That was, uh, it was uh, completely useless. Useless. That was one of the single worst movies I've ever seen. probably the biggest letdown for me personally.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I've seen a worse football movie. Like, Mm -hmm. no joke. And and there's been some bad ones. Waterboy was better than that one. Little Giants. Little Giants. Oh, dude, Little Giants was a great movie in general. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, like. So was was Waterboy, by the way. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: But it was just supremely disappointing. And, I mean, I have a little cool story that I saw in, In Hawaii, and that was really cool. You
0: just want to do like just brag to everyone that you went to Hawaii once. Like we get it, Zach. You got you 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 can get on a plane. Good job. (laughs) Well, and you can afford to go into a movie theater in Hawaii. (laughs) Damn right. (laughs) Um, Okay, so this is so those are that's our thought. I'm I'm on the same thing as you. Like just. just be a football movie if you're going to be a... Because what they wanted to do, what they tried to do was broaden all bases. What we're going to do is we're going to give them just enough football that the average football fan was going to like. At least that's what they're thinking. The average football fan is going to like. And then we'll also give them all this Hollywood drama and cuteness and funny things like... Like actually one of the Best parts of the movie, I thought, we'll get into a little bit later, was Rick the Intern. Like, I actually thought he was kind of funny. <laughs> so, like, they they have those, like, funny guys in the background, this and that. And these stories, like, about, you know, um, Vontae Mack's sister with cancer, the baby with Jennifer Garner, stuff that didn't need to happen but made Hollywood. Like, they didn't choose one direction. If they had chose to make it all Hollywood, or for you and I, especially being big NFL fans, football fans, and draft fans, like, just make it pure draft. Like, it would have been so much better. But instead, they tried to to meld the two together to get the most biggest fan base possible, not swear a whole lot in it, and it was just... I think they failed. I think they failed for us as fans. Oh, they
1: absolutely did. I don't even think there's a question.
0: So, I mean, it was one of those movies. I watched it again because I knew we were going to do this podcast, but I have no interest in ever seeing it again. If I never see it again, it, it's fine with me. So, um, so that those are our thoughts on... The movie, but I went through Amazon to look at some five star reviews of what people thought about this movie. So um, here's one. Uh, For all the critics, parentheses, paid or the armchair variety, who love to hate anything Kevin Costner does, bugger off. This film actually gives you what Moneyball didn't a real, honest to goodness idea of the gamesmanship involved behind with behind the scenes and trades with and no trades in the NFL. No, it's not perfect, but it will do. And then some. Costner does a terrific job of underplaying his character and tosses out some pretty good lines that you just know he had fun delivering, like you pancake eating mother bleeper. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And so will you. All right, how about this one? I was a bit afraid this movie would be crass like Any Given Sunday, which was quite a disappointing movie for me. But I loved Draft Day. It was a great insight into what happens in the business of drafting players for professional football. This movie had heart with upstanding characters and a great intricate plot line. Loved it. Crass, like Any Given Sunday. Any Given Sunday was a great movie, by the way.
1: Absolutely.
0: It was actually a hundred times more realistic than Draft Day. As far as what players go through. For sure. Injuries and all this. It was... uh,
1: I know that I could not be friends with these people (laughs) that are posting these comments.
0: I know. First of all, by the way, that that other review where the guy says, who love to hate anything Kevin Costner does? Who are those people? I love almost anything Kevin Costner does. Kevin Costner is an amazing actor. Kevin Costner is...
1: on. The Mount Rushmore of actors when it comes to sports movies. He's
0: a goddamn national treasure. Absolutely. (laughs) Especially for sports movies. Especially for sports movies. That doesn't even include Robin Hood. I'm not even going to, you know, Prince of Thieves. So, okay, here's the next one. Love, love, love this movie. And I am not a big football fan. Mind you, that is a common theme with the next (laughs) few reviews. Obviously. It has something for everyone. Drama, suspense, sports, and a little chick flick (laughs) throw-in. Kevin Costner and Jennifer Garner are great. Never knew the draft was so interesting. So that's from somebody that's clearly not a football fan. Um <laughs> this is this is an interesting one. I was surprised by this video. A good movie. Not action packed, but a good movie. It shows that the older generations are still useful and that the younger ones can still learn from us if we can get them away from the technology. <laughs> What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't even. It's just like it's just like an old guy wanted to say those young, those younger people, those millennials with their phones. If only they would put down their phones and see what a good movie this was. It's like this this older guy watches movie with like his grandson who was on his phone the whole time. It's like oh, you can learn a thing or two from this movie. <laughs> It's just an, uh, okay. So, this, this next review is in all caps. I'm sorry. Well, when, whenever anyone writes anything in all caps, emails or whatever, you're just like, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> just, just,
1: yeah, absolutely. Just
0: add a few exclamation points if you want to get your point across. <clears throat> I'm sorry. But I'm a huge Kevin Costner fan. Also, I like football. And I've also watched a dra- the draft a couple of times. So, there you go! <laughs> Ten exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> I like the split screen while on the phone. Using real teams, real TV people, the real Roger, and the Boomer. Never took his eyes off Mac. Took a second look at Bo. Made for an exciting as far as I'm concerned, ending to a good movie. P.S. Really could have done without all the cuss words and bad language. Someday I will own the movie. Which, okay, a couple of things. First thing, someday I will own the movie. This is from a verified purchase on Amazon. (laughs) Bro, you bought the movie. Maybe you don't realize it, but you bought it. And then the second thing is really could have done without all the cuss words and bad language. They toned this down. There was none. There was none. The pancake eating mother bleeper might have been it. But I mean Yeah, absolutely. Th- th- but that's that was nothing.
1: If you were to walk into any war room in the NFL on draft day, you would it would be just non Obscenities, yeah, obscenities like about mothers, yeah, about absolutely. you know anything.
0: It would it would have been it's been an awful place. You have NFL players, you have NFL execs, former former players there. Yeah. Some sometimes <laughs> scouts and
1: <laughs> they didn't tone they didn't tone the swearing down. They eliminated. They eliminated it all it together. Completely.
0: There were almost none. It yeah. was almost unnoticeable. Which is one of our criticisms is we thought they could have actually added more oh, to make it more realistic. Not
1: realistic at all.
0: So, uh, all right, this is. This is the last review I'll give. Um, This is one of the best movies I have ever seen. It's about people, not the sport. Nobody dies. Nobody is tortured. Nobody goes to jail. There are no sex scenes. (laughs) It is an authentic story about a day. About a guy who has to make tough decisions. And about the players who have what it takes with regards to integrity instead of just playability. The way the story is woven together, taking the lives of various coaches and players and managers together on draft day, is fantastic. <sighs> nobody is, nobody dies. That's, nobody is tortured. False. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody. What the false about the dying? Yeah. <laughs> There's at least a Va- couple of people. Father's sister, father's sister dead. Sister, dead. <laughs> and then what else does his this father? His, say? father is his, father's his father's dead. His father's Dad. dead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What else does that person say?
0: Nobody is tortured. What do you think this is hostile? Well, well, that's true. (laughs) Nobody goes to jail. True, I guess. I mean,
1: Ray Jennings got arrested.
0: Ray Jennings got Ray Lewis murdered two people. By the way, he was he was in in this movie. movie. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess people were (laughs) murdered. Um, um, there are no sex scenes.
1: Jennifer Garner's in the shower. That's a little close. Yeah, uh,
0: but it was opaque. You know. Oh yeah, hundred percent. There no. It's, it's a PG thirteen movie. It's a draft day movie. It's about the draft. Why would you expect people to go? This isn't hostile. This isn't. This isn't. This isn't Saw four. Why would you expect people to be tortured? <laughs> and uh, so, so one of the things I got from all these five star reviews is a they're from people that aren't big football fans. They're at least a few times. and I didn't even mention all of them. They're from people that say I don't watch football that often, or you know this and that. And then the other thing is they talk about how clean it is. Like there's a lot of like – I don't know if it's watched by a lot of Christians out there or that thought of like people being afraid that it might be too risque like this last guy. I mean I don't know. I don't watch movies that way. I don't care if it has that stuff. No. So I mean unless it's like the torture stuff, I'm not a huge fan. I don't really like torture horror movies. And stuff no, like that. I'm but, all
1: out on horror movies.
0: <laughs> you're all out. I mean, but I mean, the guy swearing, uh, it doesn't really matter. I mean, if that's a character, it's a character whatever. It doesn't yep. mean I'm going to do it or whatever. But, you know, I, I just don't get people like that. But, you know, there's people out there that are like that, whatever. So, okay, we we pretty much gave our thoughts. What is What would you say out of all the scenes in the movie was the dumbest scene in the entire movie? The
1: dumbest scene in the entire movie for me was Definitely the trade talks between the Browns and the Jags mm-hmm. has to be, I mean, they make the Jaguars GM out to be a buffoon. Buffoon.
0: What am I going to do here, Sonny? What am I going to do here? <laughs> what?
1: Oh, oh, they just took, he took my backup. He took, he took, my, took back. my backup player. It's like, you don't have a draft board? What's wrong? <laughs> my what draft guys, board
0: ends at five. Yeah, what are you guys even doing?
1: <laughs> like, it was just terrible. The, that, that was my least favorite scene. Yeah. But... It also was one that made me laugh with that jerk line so
0: that had what do worked. I look like a jerk see that's what what all of these like really clean movie watchers yeah. would love what am I a jerk and they're like yeah that's something I would say gee <laughs> golly <laughs> oh. that's a lot of shenanigans going on in this movie <laughs> a lot of buffoonery oh. um <laughs> um I think the dumbest scene in the movie for me I'm <sighs> I, know I go back and forth it's either it's The, just the idea of being at that amusement park, that water park, (laughs) just the idea of being at that, just, I don't get it. I don't get why that's important. You
1: keep going back to that. Keep going back to that. (laughs) I
0: can't get through it mentally, but also, you know, calling Bo in right before the draft. I mean, that was dumb. Yeah. There's gotta be something else I'm missing, um, because we're a lot of dumb parts.
1: I mean, honestly, the, the whole dad burial thing. That was the dead barrel s- thing.
0: The, okay, okay, I, I changed my mind. It was the ex-wife being at the <laughs> re- reading of the will. That ex-wife did not need to be in the movie whatsoever. No. She added absolutely nothing except for the except for the weird. Uh, oh, this is my girlfriend Jennifer Garner. This is my ex-wife. You guys are meeting each other. Need to meet each other. This wasn't a it was completely unnecessary. It was completely unnecessary. She was his ex-wife. She probably was out of the picture. She could have been out of the picture for years. (laughs) What did she go into this? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so that was so okay. So we talked about the dumbest scene in the movie. There were uh, there were a few okay scenes. What was your favorite scene in the movie looking at it?
1: My favorite scene in this dumpster fire of a movie. (laughs) <laughs> was probably when vante mac actually gets drafted and you see a real reaction yeah and that is what it's like for all prospects when they get drafted on draft day huh. it's life-changing it's everything that they worked for culminating in that moment and
0: for years since they were kids exactly. were in peewee
1: that that's probably that was probably my favorite scene and where you know, he was, I mean, he couldn't even talk to Sonny, Sonny because he was so overcome. Like, he was just, like, crying into the yeah. phone because he was so happy. And
0: obviously a great actor in Chadwick Boseman, so yes. he sold it. Absolutely. I, he sold that, that role better than um, almost anyone else sold their role in the movie. Definitely. I'd say. I mean, Kevin Costner did what he could with that script, <laughs> so I, I would never, you know, blame him for, for it. But, yeah, that, that was a really good scene. I I think I mentioned this earlier but anything with Rick the nerdy intern in it was I, I was a fan <laughs> of like uh like when when Kevin Costner's complaining about um Jennifer Garner and Rick's like yeah women <laughs>
1: <laughs> or how about like, when uh Costner throws his computer through the wall and breaks it. And he's like, Rick is like, why would anybody do
0: this? He doesn't know that. Yeah. Rick doesn't know that it was Kevin Costner that threw his laptop into the wall and <laughs> broke it. I thought it was Kevin Costner's laptop. I had no idea it was Rick's. And then yeah. he's like, why, why would anyone do this to me? who? who would, I had my whole life on it. <laughs> and then first of all, I'm like, you shouldn't have your own, your whole life on your intern work laptop. <laughs> That does not belong on there, no. but secondly, it was it was hilarious. It who would, it would do that? <laughs> so we went over, you know, our dumbest, our favorite scene. Even though you didn't like it, would you ever recommend this movie to anybody who hasn't seen it? No. No.
1: I would never recommend this movie to anybody ever in the history of the world.
0: Even if they're not big NFL fans? No. 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 No.
1: I would have them see any other movie.
0: Uh, I just, I get... I, I I'm on the same page. I get so wrapped up because this could have been so much better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nate, Nate, I give this movie zero stars. <laughs> it is legitimately one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And okay
0: because it wasn't even good bad it wasn't even like this is so cheesy dude you have to you have to see this just like necessary roughness is cheesy yeah and it's a football movie but I would recommend somebody see that movie because it's it's pretty Scott Bakula yeah I
1: mean I I guess I just can't separate myself from the draft analyst person that I am now and I know like everything that goes into it, and what's actually like being done in the behind the scenes to make everything go smoothly on draft day. Yeah, and they simplified it so much that I was just like,
0: "This is terrible! This yeah. is just terrible!" It was all off the cuff. Absolutely nothing. It seemed was was well thought out by the the GMs or the front offices or anything or the owners. It was no, just, nobody had a plan. Nobody had a plan. It was, it was just,
1: just fly by the seat of your fly pants, by the seat of your and pants and hopefully the phone rings and somebody offers me three first round picks.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the guy who was Kevin Costner, who was basically the Jaguars GM at the beginning, because he was in <laughs> Imbecile, all of a sudden, you know, is you know Leonardo DiCaprio in Wolf of Wall Street, being like, "We're gonna give you're gonna give me this, and you're gonna give me that, and and you're gonna like it, you're gonna like
1: it, yeah." Jeez, <laughs> oh, but No, I mean, it's the single worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> that that that's my review. Oh, great!
0: All right. <laughs> can't 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 really disagree with that. I wasn't the worst movie at all, for, uh, ever for me. um But I mean, if you're the only the only people I would recommend it to are people that aren't fans of the NFL because they would actually the people that gave five star reviews that I read from Amazon those are people that don't follow the NFL. They like it. So if you're if you're listening, first of all, you're not going to listen to this probably this podcast if you're not an NFL fan and you're not. But I mean, if, if if you know people that aren't recommended to them, but don't watch it yourself if you haven't already. Yeah, I'm fairly— say, s- we, we basically went over the entire movie, yeah. and you did not miss a single thing or a plot point.
1: I'm fairly certain that if you aren't a fan of the NFL, then we won't be friends, and I probably wouldn't be recommending anything to you. <laughs> yeah, so you there's should— that. You-
0: <laughs> <laughs> And don't follow me on Twitter.
1: <laughs> no, you can still follow me on Twitter. That's fine. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, it was, it was great talking to you with, with you, man. Um, great to talk.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Um, guys, if you're interested, please check out our podcast. Subscribe, download the Circling the Wagons podcast. We like to do these uh, off-the-board uh, general football podcasts from time to time and discuss things that are interesting and relevant and uh, and good. Alright, Zach. Thanks. Zach, where can they find you on Twitter?
1: Uh, Twitter at CALAX12,
0: all one word. And you can find us at CTW pod. That's at Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening.